Welcome to Diggin' the Dharma, where we dig into the Buddhist Dharma and explore ways to bring these 2,500-year-old teachings into our lives. I'm Doug Smith of Doug's Dharma on YouTube and the online Dharma Institute. And I'm John Aaron, teacher at New York Insight Meditation Center and mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and teacher trainer and founder of Space to Meditate. Well, good morning, Doug, and Merry Christmas to you. Uh, and to you as well. <laughs> yes. It happens to be that we're recording this yes. on Christmas Day of all days. Like all good Buddhists, we record podcasts on Christmas. <laughs> of uh, course. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I don't know. Having grown up in a secular Jewish household, we sort of celebrated Christmas for a while because everybody else was. But it was it was kind of funny the way we talked about it. Um, yeah, well, we as well. As a, yeah. a secular, just a secular uh, household, we celebrated Christmas just because, yeah. you know, it was, because. It was what everyone does. And yes. And it's kids nice. want presents. It's and, fun. You know, yeah, it's fun. Of course, it's fun. Sure. Yeah. So. And, they, and of course, there are all these suttas about Christmas that we, <laughs> we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas but, suttas. Yes, but actually, this will air on New Year's Eve. Yes. And uh, so I thought, well, why not have a discussion about time in a Buddhist context? Yes, um, something and, yeah, related uh, to the end of the year. It's a big topic, I suppose, depending on how we view time. And of course, my absolute favorite Dharma talk on time is George Carlin's talk on time, <laughs> which is brilliant and, and quite a Dharma talk, actually, you know, for somebody who wasn't allegedly a Buddhist. But... He's more talking about the language of time, but also the concept of time. And and time is, in many ways, a fabrication, although there are certain aspects of time that are important to consider, starting with past, present, and future. You know, what are they? Um, yes. when, does, when does one end and the other begin? You know, those kind mm -hmm. of things. And then there's just like concepts of the future and and what is timeless and and what is eternal what is you know i mean so much so much of it seems to have to do with language but it's such a fascinating topic and then there's of course the physics of time i suppose which yes. since neither of us is physics are physicists we probably won't get into but there's a lot there yeah i mean i studied a bit of that when i was doing philosophy of science i mean mm. it was uh, it's one of the sort of interesting topics in in philosophical interpretations of science is how you make sense of time and space, right? Uh, because we ordinarily think of them as two different things, very different. That time is you know very different from space. But Einstein, the whole background of Einstein's theory is to say that they're not different; that they're the same. It's only right. space time. Right. It's a single kind of thing, space time, which is a very very hard thing to get our minds around. And then there's quantum mechanics, which is a whole other thing and um, doesn't really integrate very well with Einstein's theory. So there's all these loose threads. So we really don't know what time is, um, I, I don't think, uh, in a very good sense. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I suppose one does wonder sort of what the there aren't specific suttas related to the concept of time. Yeah, not that I know of. Other than just the notion of fabrications. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not like they had, you know, clocks back then. 
2,500 years ago, maybe solar clocks, the calendar was lunar. So there mm -hmm. was the lunar, you know, lunar calendar. I mean, the time, you know, was determined by when the sun rose and when the sun set. And you had like, you had the monsoon season. So you had the rainy the seasons, season, you yeah, had the seasons. Of course. So yeah. that was another um, important you know, thing. And, and they would have an idea of how long that was. Mm-hmm. And, and But even, you know, just on a very practical sense, when we're sitting in meditation, you know, and if we say we're going to sit for 40 minutes, sometimes that 40 minutes flies by. Sometimes 40 minutes feels like three hours. Um, you know, <laughs> how do we work with that? And, <laughs> yeah. and I think, you know, when we are on retreat or when I'm on retreat or when I'm guiding a retreat, we keep time. And if I'm guiding a retreat, we keep time. If I'm on a retreat, Others keep time, and there's some there's a freedom in that, of course. And and the other interesting thing is that you know since everybody has cell phones, and somehow these cell phones are all on the same clock, um, which in itself is a little frightening. I don't know if frightening is the <laughs> word, but it's like weird, you know, that everybody knows what time it is, and you know, I, I can look here at my computer, which will say the exact same time as my phone and the computer down the street, you know, down the hall. So it's like, hmm, uh, yeah. you know, who, who's making, where is that coming from? Yeah. Um, and does it matter? Uh, well, it, 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 yeah, it doesn't. But except for the fact that we've got to right. coordinate with each other. That's, I think, the. So that's on the relative level, right? Yeah, and there's exactly. the absolute level, in which which is basically timeless. timeless. Mm -hmm. um, and so how do we hold these two things? Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, it's so funny you talking about meditation and retreats, and, and it, there's this, it just brings to mind this feeling of being on the meditation cushion and being certain that the person at the front of the meditation hall has either gone to sleep or ha just has forgotten to look at their clock, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like, you're sure of it. It's like, this thing should have, you know, this this right. meditation, w w you know, was supposed to be 45 or 30 minutes or 45 minutes, and it's got to have been an hour already, you know? <laughs> it's like, and yeah. of course it hasn't been, but yeah. you're just, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's this fun feeling of, of when is this thing, you know, when is the person going to, you know, move and, and right. ring the bell? <laughs> and it's just what our mind is, it's the games that our mind is playing with us. Yeah, basically. of you course. Know, it's like, oh, yeah, you got to yeah. be, it's got to be over by now, you know, it's that internal <laughs> chatter, you know, yep. so there's the, and, you know, and, and actually even going into the, the refrain of the Satipatthana Sutta, where, where it constantly talks about internal and external. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So we have external time, which I guess could be considered either relative time or the time that the sun takes to, you know, the earth takes to rotate. You know, that's a relative time, I guess. Although it's really not. It's absolute. I mean, the earth is yeah, continually rotating. So the yeah. earth is absolute. absolute. It's the one thing yeah. that is true. And then, and, you know, the earth is, is revolving around the sun. And so those that keep track of that know when it's reached a, a full cycle and we take their word for it, right? We, nobody questions that January 1st is the end of a, a solar cycle. You know, if we started last January 1st, but that's only, you know, in a particular calendar, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's not even exact. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, and then the Hebrew calendar is the lunar calendar. And I suspect that's true of the, um, Islamic calendar as well, I suspect, is probably I think so, yeah. a lunar calendar. 
you know, and, and, and how it arises within the Buddhist teachings is much more, I think, and, and you know these a little better than I do, but it's much more related to concepts of memory, concepts of past lives, future lives. So how do we relate to it in, in a Buddhist context, I guess, is, is one question. Well, I mean, I think there, at least from my point of view, I guess there are a couple. I mean, one of the ways, as you mentioned, has to do with sort of what you might term deep time, like deep past lives or the deep future. There are one or two suttas that talk about these things in kind of a very speculative, kind of wild way. But another, I think, more down-to-earth way is that the Buddha does talk about, you know, past, present, and future, and how we should uh, not cling to them, you know, in the sense that the past is already gone, and so it's not not something that we should cling to or, uh, you know, identify with or obsess about. And the same thing, the future hasn't arrived yet, so there's nothing we can do about that right now. You know, so... In a sense, I mean, of course, a lot of teachers will say, and I think with some reason, the present is where we have to focus our efforts. You know, that's where that's where effort, effort is done, is in the present. It's where we make our, you know, where we make our decisions. On the other hand, I mean, even the present itself is something uh, the Buddha says that we shouldn't we shouldn't cling hold to. to. Yeah, and yeah, shouldn't cling to and shouldn't identify with. And there are all kinds of questions about what the present is. You know, because are we really ever in the present? You know, as this moment, because all the information we're getting is is from a, is from a few milliseconds ago. At you know, at the very best, you know, and so all we're ever dealing with is stuff from the past that we're aware of now and reacting to. You know, that's already gone. So there's a sense in which we're always, you know, we're always in the slightly in the past. You know, thinking of things that are in the past and and reacting to them. So. What is the present even? I mean, is it something that we can even uh, ever grasp? Or is it something that is just a kind of a construct? Or we could say it's all the present. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because everything is, is, is experienced in the present moment, mm-hmm. whether it's past or whether it's future. And, you know, of course, you know, the Buddha talked a lot about his past lives. Presumably, if he could experience all his past lives, he had some sense of his future lives too, or other people's future lives, but he doesn't really talk about that. Right. Although he does talk about seeing into the future, as I recall, in a couple of instances. Yeah, and, and Analyo at least finds those uh, suspicious because Analyo's, mm. at least Analyo's interpretation is that the Buddha never really went in for this kind of determinate predetermination, which you would right. need in order for the Buddha to be able to see the future. Now, I mean, from a secular, uh, you know, a pra- practitioner of myself, I sort of discount all of this stuff. Sure. It's not really of interest yeah. to me. But, but from a from a historical sense, uh, Analyo's feeling is that that might not be original. That it might be something that was that was interpolated later, because the Buddha sure. himself. Since he didn't believe that the things were predetermined, that people, you know, that they they were on predetermined uh, pathways, that therefore right. he there was really no way for him to to see what was going to really happen to somebody in the future because it could always change. Yeah, and but there then, then of course is the the notion of karma moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So there's there's some sense of the future, you know, future our actions are determined by our our. our, our current and our future actions are determined by our past 
karma to some degree. To some degree, yeah. You know, if, if we're not aware of it. Mm-hmm. And um, so this notion of karmic seeds, you know, coming to fruition. And mm-hmm. But again, I mean, that, you know, in terms of clock time, that's irrelevant. Yeah. Because there is no sense of when that will happen. So, I mean, I think we, we just have to, you know, clock time, we just sort of see, okay, so this is the relative world that we're living in and clock time is helpful. And of course, 2,500 years ago, clock time was a very different concept. If there was even a concept of clock time, Mm -hmm. there was just the concept of, you know, well, when the sun goes over there, you know, I'll meet you or whatever, Mm -hmm. or we'll start the meeting when the sun is here or midday, midday, um, there was a sense of midday because the sun was right overhead. But that that would be a specific, you know, special kind of time. Yeah, and depending on what time of year. Right, right, of course. I mean, it wasn't quite equatorial. Sure, sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, so it's, you know, this whole, I just love the concepts of, the. the, I I love the the topic of time because it's so fascinating, first off, Mm -hmm. but it's this notion of timelessness, Mm -hmm. meaning that everything is happening. Everything is the present moment in a sense. Ah, yeah, interesting. No, I was going to say I, we should at least uh, ref- make reference to the one of the great early schools of Buddhism, which was the Sarvastivadins, whose opinion was that uh, that the three times were all existing. So right. that there was a past, that there was a future, and that there was a present. And the reason for that was just like you were saying, because in order, f- at least in their point of view, in order for karma to be effective, the past had to, in a certain sense, still exist. Because that was that was what held that karmic those karmic seeds into the future. Um, now, of course, the there was a lot of disagreement about this, and other schools didn't agree with their interpretation. But this is just to say that there were there were a lot of opinions and views and philosophical interpretations of these things over time uh, among the Buddhist schools, and so. Um, when we come to it from our own point of view, we have to, you know, I think I think it's best for us to be aware historically that there were right. a range of, of 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 opinions about these things. Yeah, and and you know we have these. I mean, you know, if we just put it in our own experience, bring it back to our own experience, and we were we were chatting about this earlier. I think that even just sitting in meditation. Right. And it's like, oh, the te- either, you know, we set a timer for 40 minutes or the teacher says we're going to sit for 50 minutes or whatever, you know, and you're sitting there and that 40 minutes somehow feels like three hours. <laughs> or, you know, why isn't the, the bell going off or whatever it is, you know, it's like, or it speeds by, right? Yeah. So it's, this is all, this is all the mind playing with us, you know? And, the, the mind is fabricating the idea that, oh, this must be, this must have been over hours ago. You know, where have you been? And my favorite stories around that are like these days, you know, we do so much teaching on Zoom. There have been instances I know where somebody's Zoom connection goes bad. And, you know, we're, we're in the middle of a meditation and then, you know, the, the meditation ends and we continue with the class or whatever we're doing. And then that person comes back online realizing that they've been meditating this whole time and they had no idea that the meditation was over yes. because they were waiting for the bell to ring, <laughs> you know, but they were on their, their connection had been lost. You know, th- those kind of things happen all the time. Sure. You know, the fabrications we have of, of time zones, 
you know, which are very practical and make sense, right, to some degree, unless you live on the cusp of one. Or I think India is on the half hour, you know, and there are a couple of other places in the world that are on the half hour. Just to, you know, play with our minds. I mean, it's hilarious when you think about it, how how connected we are to time. Yeah. Or to clock time. Sure. And and yet when we actually let clock time go, how much less stress we can have if you think about it. Yeah. Right? Because there's no there's no time. Yeah. That is yeah. The time time ends, at least for a moment. And what a relief. Yeah. But I mean, it's this whole thing of of living in community where you have to organize yourself with other people. In order to, you know, do the podcast today, I've got to say, okay, I've got a meeting with John at this time. <clears throat> right, exactly. Because if we yeah. don't, yeah. you know, coordinate, then one of us is going to be sitting here and the other one will be somewhere else. And yeah, so yeah. I've got to say, okay, I've got to get up at this time in order to do this and that and the other thing so that I can be with John at this time. And, you know, <laughs> that's, you know, that's clock time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, as long as we can be sort of easeful about it, it's okay. Sure. It's just, you know... We all know people who are like, oh, you know, got to be there, you know, and or if, we are, if we're catching a plane or, sure. or whatever. And, and, um, uh, I'm one of those, by the way. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yes, I know. Um, uh, I, I, if we, you know, if there's something we have to do, then we have to get there. Yeah. And, you know, the uh, teaching stress reduction, of course, this is a major cause of stress and yet it's part of life. Yeah. You know, so can we, can we have the schedule and yet be relaxed about it? Can we arrive on time and yet be relaxed about it? You know, right. and if we're not, what what's the problem? What are we? What's getting in our way? Well, yeah, I mean, and and the way I generally deal with that is to say I can I can reduce the stress and relax around it if I get somewhere really early. <laughs> so, because if I get there early <laughs> enough, you know, right, then I don't have to worry. You know, and then and then you know we were talking before the show about these sutras, which talk about, you know, kalpas and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which is a huge amount of time, you know, and like, Eons. it's, it's, it's so huge that it might as well be timeless. Yeah. Except that it does have an end. That's the, it, an enormous amount of time but right. with an end. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, hopefully we may or may not be around for it in one form or another, you know, it's like, you know, and then, and then of course, and this is where it could get really interesting is, is, you know, as we age, time takes on a different feeling <clears throat> because we know that, you know, every day is one day less. Mm. Not that, not that it hasn't always been that case, sure. but we didn't, you know, it didn't sort of stare at us in the face. And so if, you know, I, I now have, if I'm lucky, 25 years left or maybe 30 Oh, that seems like a lot of time on one on one end, but on the other end, it's like, wait a minute, you know, I've already lived two thirds of my life. You know what? You know how much time do I have left? You know, and do I have to? And then you think about insects or animals that have a much different lifespan, and uh, well, they're not necessarily even thinking about it. You know, we're only the ones humans, for the most part, are the ones that like are concerned about this, mm -hmm. right? at least as far as we know, mm -hmm. uh, which is in itself like part of being human. And the, and the other thing is that when you get older, time, at least, at least it seems as though time goes faster. 
Oh no, absolutely. When you're when you're young, when you're I remember, right. you know, and I'm sure we all do, you know, when when I was 10 years old, a year seemed like an impossibly long amount of time. You know, mm-hmm. and the time between the summer and uh, and Christmas, you know, seemed like an right. impossibly That's long it. amount of time. But now, <laughs> a year you just you look back at the last year and it's like it went by in a flash. Uh, yeah. which is yeah. quite uh disturbing <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> There's a there's a line in that, and I'll put a link for those of you that don't know this. George Carlin, uh, there's a line in it where he says, "I got all the time in the world." You know, it's like, well, how much time is <laughs> yeah, that? Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just like, no, no, no rush, yeah. right? So it's it's um. Yeah, and and so we get to the end of this year, which of course is a fabricated calendar that was, you know, created two thousand. Not even no no much shorter. It's like I don't remember how long ago it was created. The Gregor- Gregorian the, the, calendar. The Gregorian. Yeah, yeah, and then it was re- um, redone, and I don't remember. Redone, yeah, right. Yeah, because we can just do. Yeah, that. yeah. We can just redo the calendar, sure. right? And, uh, and then they add leap seconds and leap years and leap days and you know right. that kind of thing and and just well and that, that's of course related to the time it takes to get around the sun, mm-hmm. but uh, but still you know we've created these months which have a certain number of days, and even in the lunar calendar the same thing and it's like, but the lunar calendar at least is always that's so interesting, right? The lunar calendar compared to the solar calendar, we always think the dates are changing, but of course they're not changing on the lunar calendar. They're staying the same, but in relation to the solar calendar, they're different. And so it was like, and, and obviously Jesus was born within the lunar calendar, but his birth date is fixed on the 25th. But if we were actually, you know, if there was actually a, a, you could tell what date he was really born on, you know that would change things completely, right? And um, well, the whole the whole twenty fifth is 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 uh, pious fabrication anyway. <laughs> he wasn't. He course, was not born yes. on twenty fifth, but you know. Yeah, and you know, it's just uh, it's good for shopping. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it fit into the other other uh, mythic the solstice yeah, and, yeah. of the day. You know, and and that makes sense because the solstice is something that's generally at least. Yeah, I mean it's generally a fixed. Sure, thing. and it's the rebirth of um, the sort of the sun, you know, after right. its shortest day when the days begin become or longer. its longest day, depending on where you are. Right. Well, but in the northern <laughs> hemisphere, it's the yeah, right. It's the shortest. Yeah. Although in the Mediterranean area, it would have not, you know, but <laughs> so it's it's uh, yeah. Um, so back to the Buddhist context of, of past, present, and future, which is you know, really the, the, the root of it in a sense, right? And if we, and, and there is that line in the Dhammapada about letting go of the past, letting go of the future, letting go of the present, exactly. mm-hmm. right? It's just like, these are just fabrications mm-hmm. in a sense of, you know, that we, we put on these things. And if it's always happening and everything is just experience, it's, it's the moment that we fix on something and even, even you know, I was reading, reading the Metta Sutta this morning to our Sangha, and there's a line toward the end of the Metta Sutta where, you know, it says, letting go of fixed views. Mm-hmm. Well, a fixed view is a view of time as well. That could be a fixed view. If you let go of that, you know, then you're not held 
you're not bound essentially. Yeah. Um, and so can we let go of our fixed view of time while at the same time arriving on time when we need mm-hmm. to, you know, and, and sort of how do we negotiate this relative time with the absolute time and, and, Without letting people down. Well, that's the thing, right. is that, you know, yeah. part of metta, part of compassion, I think, at least in my, you know, in my practice, I guess, is, you know, sort of feeling that being on time, so, so to say, is is part of being kind to people, because they're, presu- I'm assuming yeah. they'll be on time, and, you know, I don't want to be late and let them down or whatever. Yeah, and it's also, in a way, a precept, yeah. <laughs> because we're, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're taking... We're not taking that which isn't freely offered, which is somebody's, unless somebody's offering us time, mm. you know, we should show up on time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's being kind to us, it's being kind to the other, and it's also not harming anybody. Right, and one of the offerings we can make if we're talking about generosity is a, is an offering of our time to somebody. Yeah. Uh, right. Which, I mean, yeah. some, you know, we, we think of generosity as being based around uh, possessions, money, things, things that we give, but it doesn't have to yes, be. But don't forget, time is time money. is. <laughs> <laughs> so, depending on your hourly rate, yes, you know. Yes, so it's yes. like <laughs> fungible. Oh yes, and friends, it's all empty. It is. <laughs> so, but there is that form that gets in the way. And we have to be with that form <laughs> and be with it in a compassionate way and and uh, and yet not take ourselves too seriously. Yes. Yeah. That, I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. And remember to wake up with a cup of coffee at the end of the day or at the uh, yes. end of the beginning yes. of the day. Yes. I don't know if you want to end the day with coffee. Depends on who you yeah, are. Yeah, well, I mean, I usually um, have a cup of coffee in the end of the afternoon, which I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, helps. Um, but we're, you know, we do like our coffee, and we appreciate coffee. And and some of you have been very generous in supplying us with coffee that is in the form of support. Which, if you go to our website, digintodharma.com, you can buy us as many coffees as you'd like, which support the show and keep us going. We're now heading into our third third year. year. Yeah, pretty neat. Talking um, about time, pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It flies by it somehow, but in order to keep this time going, unfortunately, time is money. So the the all of our it's true. all of our website stuff is is not free. So our website and you know we're generous with our time, mm-hmm. but uh, it is it is useful to have have your support, friends. So if you enjoy the show, we hope you will support us and please leave us some comments. Give us your notions of time. Where does time, how does time work into your thinking and, and your way of being? Mm-hmm. Does it stress you out? Or does it, you know, actually when you when you integrate this notion of timelessness, uh, the absolute notion of time along with the relative notion of time, you know, does that help things and not get you into trouble? Yeah. <laughs> and have a great 2024. Yes. Uh, so, Doug, I'll see you in the new year, and uh, we'll see all of you guys in the here. All you, you'll hear all. The, I don't know what to say. It's, the language is all wrong on podcast. Um, you'll hear us in the new year. We hope to hear from you. You'll hear us in the new year, and uh, yeah. Until then, keep digging the Dharma. Thanks, John. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on your podcast directory. And please check us out at digginthedharma.com where you can leave a comment, buy us a coffee, and even become a member. You can find out more about me, John Aaron, at johnaaron.net and Doug at dougsdharma.com. 